It's time for episode 513 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, July 26, 2023. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where we always host quadrilateral talks. My name is Dan Morton, and I'm joined across the internet by my good friend, my pal, my dungeon buddy, because we play Dungeons & Dragons on the internet together for your enjoyment. It is the one and only Micah Sargent. How are you doing today, Micah? I'm doing well, Dan. Um, My brain is sort of thinking about geometry, and that's your fault. (laughs) Um, well, parallelogram, trapezoid. I don't know where I'm going with this, but there you go. Enjoy. You found my weakness. <laughs> Geometry. Shapes. Shapes are the only <laughs> thing he can't handle. Uh, well, what he can handle and what we can all handle is this show where we invite on two fantastic guests to talk about four tech topics. To my left this week, it is a producer and reporter at the Texas Standard and the host of Parallel right here on Relay FM. It is Shelly Brisbane. Welcome back, Shelly. Hello. Did somebody say parallel? Because that's awesome. <laughs> if you get messages, are they parallel grams? Like if you get like a feedback, you should they call are them. now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you can have that one for free. Uh, and to my left is the nine to five Mac senior editor, all around jovial guy. It's Zach Hall. Welcome back to the show, Zach. Hey, everybody. Well, we are ready to go, which means I should kick things off with my first topic. Upheaval continues in social media. Threads, Blue Sky, Mastodon, and now X? I'm curious, where are you these days? And has your use of slash participation in social media changed significantly in the wake of all this disruption? Shelley, we'll start with you. Well, I guess my happy place, the place on social media that I enjoy the most is Mastodon. And some of that is because a lot of people I know that are there. And also, I've discovered a lot of people I don't know who have similar interests, which is super fun. I remain on Twitter. I refuse to call it by another name until I'm forced to uh, because I need it for work, mostly news related things and journalism and stuff. So I find that I have to do that. And as a byproduct, I end up promoting things. I did not join Threads because when everybody else kind of did it, I, I understand the sort of impulse in our business to do it, to learn what's going on, but I never had any personal desire to do it. It was like, wait, Meta has another social platform? What part of that is interesting? And so I have not done it. At some point, I will. Uh, Blue Sky is like there to just, you know, take up space until the inevitable time at which it dies, which is my personal opinion. That's <laughs> not long for this world. I am on many, if not all, of the social media platforms. But my usage of any of the social media platforms has dropped significantly. I do not post very frequently. Uh, I will have sort of short bouts of desire to post. And then uh, sometimes I will think, oh, it'd be cool to post that. But then I go, where do I post that? I don't know if I want to post that there. Oh, this is something that I would like for all of the people um, who I interact with to see. So now I've got to post it in five different places. But then some people follow you on multiple places. And so they get annoyed that you've posted it on multiple places. And it's just this now never ending mess for me because I have not sort of committed to one platform. And honestly, the biggest part of that is I have built up my sort of largest um, countable following on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, and to 
completely get rid of that is a really hard thing for me to do. Uh, so it just kind of sits there as a, a you know, moment in time um, that I guess is occasionally updated. So yeah, I don't, this just makes me feel all sorts of, of, of frustration, honestly. And, and that, that's where I am. That's, that's, that's where, that's what I do. Zach, what about you? Uh, for me, the artist formerly known as Twitter is the most practical utilitarian place for me i have a mastodon as kind of a check-in every now and then and you know just hold my place there blue sky i took some time there and decided i'm not getting anything out of this threads has been the place where i kind of do it i used to do on twitter where i just you know send out like whatever goofy idea i have and thought and you know make a joke and interact with with people i, I do wonder though like can, can blue sky be called twitter now is that up for grabs <laughs> and uh <laughs> X reminded me of I don't know if you all remember this Zanga. Um, I'm, oh, I'm, wasn't early Zanga. enough for like Live Journal and whatever else, but Zanga was my first. And uh, I did go down the rabbit hole this week of like trying to find any record of my old Zanga account. My my username was Cow Moo Pig Oink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in uh, 2013, I think that totally went away or sometime around then 2015 so uh and and you could archive and, and export to wordpress but i didn't uh do that and so i think like all records of i don't know 14 year old me from the internet are gone so that, that's probably for the best but yeah twitter twitter for the practicality and then threads for just goofing around i have kind of dipped my toe into a bunch of the different services but I think for the moment, for me, Mastodon has ended up being the one I've spent the most time on. And I think it's because sort of the largest concentration of a community has moved there because so much of the tech community, especially the Apple tech community, has migrated there. It has ended up being a very useful place for work uh, and that kind of thing. I only briefly look at Twitter. (laughs) Yep, I too want to call it Twitter because X is dumb. (laughs) Uh, but I don't really interact there. And honestly, I just don't even look at it that much anymore. I've played around with Blue Sky and Threads because there's people on there that are not people who really ended up on Mastodon. Um, And it's a weird... They're both weird cross-sections. And there's some overlap between all these things. As Micah pointed out, it's tricky to deal with like... I wish I just had one place where I could see all my feeds from all these people and, and or post to multiple places easily or, you know, set up. A, this is sort of the future that Federation and the activity pub standard and all this stuff has as an ideal is the idea you can post on any of these services and you could read from any other service or something like that. And that to me seems ideal, but we're just we're a ways off from that. So right now. I'm in this sort of weird world where I probably spend most time masked on and then I peek in on threads and blue sky and they all have their own problems. I'm mostly frustrated by the fact that so much of the discourse in all of these places is about the other places <laughs> and why this place is better than the other places. Uh, and I just get, I get tired of that. But thank you all for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our second topic, which comes from Shelley. I had a medical situation recently. I'm fine now, but I spent a couple of days in the hospital and I've had to interact with a number of doctors, with insurance, with all sorts of services. And I really feel the impulse to apply tech to it. Obviously, there are web-based patient portals where I can get all this information, but I'm still mailed a lot of bills. I have to make a lot of phone calls. I have to take a lot of phone calls. And I, I, I'm looking for that silver bullet that's going to make it easier for me to manage this diffuse Uh, medical provider network that I find myself in because every piece of the medical puzzle comes from a different place and person. No one entity is 
in charge of my medical care. Oh, that's me who's in charge of my medical care. I see. <laughs> so I guess I'm wondering, uh, I'm looking for your tips. If the, if you've had any medical situations either similar to this or or just in general uh, where you've been able to apply technology to just make it easier to manage, make your life a little simpler. Yeah, this is a tough one because of the way that these different systems do or don't work together. Um, for me, the most helpful thing that I've done and the thing that I do encourage other people to do if they have an iPhone is to use uh, the health records system in the health app. Now, not everybody uh, is going to have a patient or a medical provider that integrates with it. But if you do, it's pretty awesome because um, what you'll get in your uh, app is all of your health records, uh, all of the tests, all of the uh, like ongoing conditions that you might have, immunizations. I mean, basically all of it gets popped in. And what's been helpful uh, in particular is in the times when I've gone in and gotten tests, uh, their system doesn't necessarily notify as quickly as the tests become available. And so I will get a notification from the health app saying, hey, you've got new test results available. And uh, Apple uh, has, you know, integrations with sort of standardized testing systems to show you the regular ranges of things and, um, the, the medicine, uh, records that are in there that, you know, your pharmacy, all of that has been super, super, super helpful. Uh, but on top of that, Apple has added medicine reminders in the app as well. Um, so I, my biggest tip that worked for me was to really go all in with the uh, health offerings that Apple has. But outside of that, you know, there still are uh, systems that kind of exist not within uh, the scope. And so the my, my secondary bit of advice is look to see if the medical provider that you have has an app, because at the very least, then your phone or your tablet, whatever is your main device, sort of can become the hub for your health, even if you have to jump between apps. Uh, Zach, what are your thoughts? Yeah, my my life hack here is to I have a, a pharmacy that's not one of the national chains, and they happen to have an iPhone app. And um, it's so much better than interacting with one of the, the major chain pharmacies because they I can walk in and they, and they know my name and they recognize me and they have everything ready for me. And that's just amazing. With my doctor, it's really been useful to have uh, a system where they, they also have an app and I can just chat with my doctor for small things that don't require an appointment. I keep in numbers a spreadsheet of like all the recurring expenses so I've, and, and dates and everything of, you know, what's coming up due, what's historically been, you know, paid and everything. And that helps me a lot because otherwise it's just really overwhelming. And then I keep a note called health that's just like here are all the history of like interactions with my doctor and like health issues i have questions i have that i would forget when i go into the doctor um so just having kind of a an external brain for dealing with all that stuff that you know i'm easily overwhelmed by it and just kind of want to put it off and aside until things get really bad um so having kind of a second brain helps me a lot with, with dealing with that whole area i don't know that i have any great life hacks for this. I try to um, save important information in places where not only I can access it, but my wife can access it, whether it's a shared iCloud folder or uh, 1Password or now hopefully iOS 17 being able to share passwords um, you know, with the built-in iCloud and keychain stuff will be a big help for being able to make sure we both have access to everything that we need access to. Um, 
but you know, I, I'm reminded of kind of the early days of the you know vaccinations during the pandemic, where you could get some electronic vaccination cards, but only in some places. And you know, most of us just ended up taking pictures of our physical vaccination cards and putting them in notes or something like that. It wasn't a great solution, but it kind of worked. Um, so yeah, I do feel that this is you know obviously one industry that has struggled a lot with the uh, adaptation of technology. If nothing else, it's very uneven across our medical. Uh, system and you know part of that is because the way our medical system works which is not centralized um so uh, yeah i don't know i wish i had better solutions for you but i honestly feel like i'm barely keeping my head above water with it most of the time that that unevenness is really the challenge because mm -hmm. each system has its different advantages i have access to chat in web portals and i have various web portals so for me like just the basics have been one password and uh, I keep a note, which is uh, in drafts, which is uh, medical record or, or mostly it's payments lately, because with this medical procedure I had, I'm having all these unexpected bills just arrive. Hello, I'm a bill. Please pay me now. And so I'm writing down when their due dates are so that I can pay them sequentially in a way that makes sense for me financially. Uh, and then also at the same time. Uh, my sister and I do some co-managing of my mother's healthcare situation, and what we've. This is really a weird hack, and I, I don't necessarily recommend it, but it helps us manage both the appointments that she has and also the results of those. So we have a shared calendar for my mother's medical appointments, and then uh, the notes for that calendar include the results of those visits. So if my sister went with my mother last week to the doctor, I can get into calendar and see what happened, so that the next time I'm responsible for going with her to the doctor, I have access to that information, and we. Probably should archive that off to somewhere outside of calendar, but uh, it's kind of like this stuff happens in a hurry, and sometimes you have to jump in and make do with whatever situation you can. And the irony, of course, with medical care is that one of the problems with the healthcare system in the United, well, in, in many places, I suppose, but the United States especially, is that while we want the tech to make it easier for us to get access to information and to share information as needed, we also want that personal touch. We want the medical professionals to come to us and be caring individuals and treat us like people instead of like numbers. But at the same time, we're looking for more technology, which is going to ultimately make both their lives and our lives easier. And I've I found that to be sort of a challenging uh, uh, balancing act. And unfortunately, I don't have a, as great access to integration as, as, as some folks do, even though I live in a pretty large city. So it's a work in progress. But thanks for your tips. I really appreciate it. And uh, I, I think I'll try and apply some of them, but probably not all of them. <laughs> All right, that's two topics down, two topics to go, which of course means it's halftime here at Clockwise. And this week's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh sends you pre-portioned ingredients to help cut down on food waste, while step-by-step -step instructions make cooking a breeze not a chore. It's peak time for summer produce and HelloFresh makes sure you get all the best picks all season long. Their ingredients travel from the farm to your door in less than seven days for quality that you can taste. HelloFresh knows you want options when it comes to what to make for dinner, not just the same old thing all the time. That's why they offer 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So you'll never get bored and can always find something new to try and love. I gotta tell you, 
I have actually been a HelloFresh subscriber for a long time, many years now. My wife and I continue to get meal kits for them, and it's because it makes our life super easy. We don't do it necessarily every week, which is one of the other great things. You can kind of choose what your schedule is and make it work for you, which is really nice. Uh, And I've been super impressed in recent years with their breadth of menu options because it feels like, though there are some standbys that come up a lot of times that we enjoy and we'll, we'll pick them when they come up, it is nice every week to be like, oh, there's something new and different that we haven't tried yet. So we get a chance to do that. Um, so yeah, my wife and I spent a lot of time cooking with them and it's made, uh, our meal prep for dinners much easier. Um, and just sometimes it's the stress of just taking even the decision making out of the process that makes it all worthwhile. So go to hellofresh.com slash clockwise 50 and use clockwise 50 for 50% off plus free shipping. That's all lowercase letters. H E L L O F R E S H.com slash clockwise 50 HelloFresh America's number one meal kit. Go to right now to hellofresh.com slash clockwise 50 and use that clockwise 50 code for 50% off plus free shipping. Our thanks to HelloFresh for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right. Halftime is over. Micah, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm just curious. What is an app that you think would be a good candidate for spatial uh, UI? So spatial on the Apple Vision Pro. And I'm not talking about apps that can just be sort of iPad, uh, virtual iPads in the in the sky, but actual uh, spatial UI where you can sort of see the depth between them. Uh, Zach, we'll start with you. I'm going to go to space. Uh, one of those night sky apps where you see all the stars and everything around you, all the planets. Yes. Pretty good. And, and even just like back on Earth, like a, a, a version of maps that let you, let, lets you explore and navigate and feels like you're you know actually there like, st- like street view, but, you know, 3D. So those are my answers. I want what I've wanted since day one of the augmented reality stuff that Apple has shown off. Um uh, as as you may have heard when we did the introduction, Mike and I play Dungeons and Dragons online together. I play Dungeons and Dragons online a lot because since the pandemic, it's proved the easiest way to get people together for gaming. And I want like a virtual tabletop with like little minis. I can move around and I can see them right on like my coffee table. Like so I can see all the like little monsters and move our little uh, players around and do stuff with it i feel like that or just virtual board gaming in general feels like a perfect use case for augmented reality and i love the idea of being able to do it without having to like hold up an ipad and point it awkwardly at a coffee table and then drag stuff around on the screen while i'm looking at a coffee table that always seemed super weird to me it didn't seem very natural but you know vision os seems like the kind of interaction that you'd actually want from that sort of mixing of virtual elements with elements in the real world so i really like the idea of that i mean just picturing like using your you know the hand gesture detection or whatever to like reach out and pick up a little virtual figure and move it around i think that sounds super cool so that's what i want i think it's probably unfortunately still a few years off but i'm looking forward to trying it someday shelly what about you i actually think uh any layered menu app like a streaming service app where you have to go three or four layers deep to get to what you want is a prime candidate for spatial because you can see the dashboard of all your streaming services or all of your TV apps, but it would be nice to dig in and not have to just go, okay, forward, 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 back, 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 sideways, side, you know, with with the arrow keys. And it just feels like it creating a 3D experience would be a great way not only to consume the content, but even just to get at it and see what you have available to you without having to go down, drill down to one streaming service and then drill back up and then drill down to another service. 
I particularly think that it would be cool to see uh, the news app go spatial. I was inspired by what they showed on stage with Disney, um, where you could be watching The Mandalorian and then all of this information mm-hmm. kind of uh, populated around The Mandalorian, or you're watching National Geographic and all of this information populated around National Geographic. You know, you're watching a scene about sharks and then you can see all this extra information about sharks and go into that. I think the same thing could be applied to. Uh, news pieces where the main news piece is there in front of you, but you've got videos uh, and then you've got sort of pop out information about the location. You can get context. And yeah, I think it'd be super cool to dig into some kind of premium uh, Apple News Plus stories, perhaps that involve uh, spatial computing in some way. So all sound really neat. And I'd love uh, to check any of those out. Thank you all for your answers on that. Let us go to our last topic, which comes from Zach. Uh, these days, there's lots of ways to track deliveries, packages that are coming to you and online orders. Um, my question for everyone is, what do you do if your package uh, says it's delivered, but it's not at your door? Uh, it's, it's been several hours and it's not there. And you realize it's at your neighbor's doorstep and they're not home and they have a doorbell camera. Um, what do you do? What do you do when it happens again? And then lastly, does, does anyone have a functional printer? <laughs> Is that, do you need to borrow one or is that just trying to figure out that felt like it came out? Um, I've had this happen um, where I've gotten stuff delivered across the street or next door or something like that. Usually I will just go over and get it. I'm not going to worry about it. And if, you know, people recognize me and come ask me like, hey, did you steal something off my porch? I mean, I could be like, look, the package got misdelivered. We've all seen this happen. I've had stuff delivered to the correct number for my house, but the next street over, which baffles me because it the, the names of the streets sound nothing alike. They don't even start with the same letter or anything. Um I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes I will knock on the door or, you know, say, hey, I got this thing delivered. Sorry, I'm just letting you know I'm grabbing it. But I know most of my immediate neighbors well enough that I feel okay about just taking stuff off their porch. They know where to find me. Um, So I don't tend to worry about that too much. But it does happen a lot. And it's really annoying when it does. The worst is when it gets misdelivered somewhere and you just you have no idea where you're like, ah, I see you delivered this to a house (laughs) somewhere, perhaps on my street, perhaps somewhere else. Um, And yes, I do have a functional printer. Can I send, do you want me to print something for you? Okay. Anyways, Shelly, you're (laughs) up. I haven't had the specific instance that that Zach refers to as far as doorbell cameras. And the people on either side of us are renters. And so from, they tend to change people from time to time. So just when you get to know one of them, they move away. And the folks across the street who have gotten packages from us, we know them. And in fact, we pick up there, they take a newspaper, which is crazy, but they take a printed newspaper. And so we will pick it up and when they're gone. And so we we trade off, like we kind of watch each other's houses. But for the folks on either side, yeah, I would just go up to the porch and pick up the package. I've really appreciated that package delivery services will now send you the photo of your package on the doorstep. See, we actually delivered it. And usually it's your doorstep. I haven't had a lot of mistakes lately, but I've had a few. And occasionally that photo will help me know, oh, it's over at the the place on the right instead of the place on the left. And that's helpful. And, and like Dan, uh, that doesn't happen. It hasn't happened at this house, but the last place we lived, I did have that happen where you'd get the same address one street over. That was hard to explain because I, th- I remember doing that and arriving at night at somebody's house and realizing, oh, maybe I shouldn't have come after dark. Hi, I live at the same <laughs> number a block over. Can I please have my package? You've never seen me before in your life. Yeah. And I, I do have a printer. My husband likes to print things. And uh, yeah. So come on over. <laughs> uh, so where I live, 
I live in a townhome and apartment complex, and this has happened before. And I typically will wait until the end of the day, at which point the person tends to bring the package over. And then I think one time, um, because I didn't feel comfortable going over to the door and picking up the package, um, I just went to the main office and said, hey, my package was delivered to the wrong door. Could one of you please get it and you know bring it to me? For, for me, there's there's the added consideration of the color of my skin that uh, plays a role in that, and I just don't like to to mess around with it. So um, that's that's that tends to be why I am not the one. And that, uh, it's also great I have a partner who happens to be white, and so he has also gone to the doorstep and gotten the package uh, in in times when that has happened. Um, I was thinking though for you, Zach, I think if you sort of get one of those big old placard um, signs and you mm-hmm. say this. This is my package in big black letters mm-hmm. and you sort of dance around in front of the doorbell for a moment. Um, it, it, it's enough of a show that they'll be like, what is happening? And then they'll look, they'll see the big text and then they'll see you grab the package and everything will be fine. So I think that that might be what you want to do. And to answer the second part of your question, yes, I also have a functional printer. If you need anything printed, let me know. <laughs> uh, but Zach, why don't you round us out here? Sure. So the reason I asked this is it happened twice recently. And um, one of my neighbors is an Airbnb house. And so I'm totally comfortable going over there. It's fine. You know, different people every day. The other one, I've never seen them outside. I'm sure they're, they're friendly, but I've never met them. And I walk my dog multiple times a day. So I just never see them. So I don't, I don't know. But um, I had that email, your package has been delivered. There was no um, photo or anything. So I just walked down the street thinking, hmm, I wonder. And it was on their doorstep. It was a, like a second story doorstep with a kind of a winding um, staircase up to it. And then oh, there, was, no. there were cameras in the driveway and on the doorbell. And I was like, <sighs> but I just went up and grabbed the package and, and kind of like ran home. It, it, but the, the package was for my kid. It was a, a kid's Kindle. So I was like, this is coming today. Oh, it, where is it? I had to do it for him. And then it happened again with the same delivery person, same size package and everything. It was another Kindle Kids for my daughter. And she she didn't know it was coming. So when it happened again, you know, I got the email, your package has been delivered. I figured, well, if it's the same person, they probably saw the same name and address and package shape. And their mind just said, oh, it's that house without double checking the second time. Um, and so sure enough, it was on their doorstep. Again, they weren't home, cameras and everywhere, you know. Um, so what I did then was like, well, she doesn't know this is coming and I won't see her for a few days. Let me just wait and see what they do because I'm already on their camera, like taking a package. And what I did was like, I kept the packaging. So if they came over and said, you took my stuff, I could say, look, right. my name. Um, and I waited like five days and nothing ever happened. It wasn't on their <laughs> porch anymore. And finally I went over and I was like, Hey, did you happen to get a package for Zachel? And they were like, do you have your ID? <laughs> How do I know <laughs> really? you? And I'm like, I don't, I didn't have it in my wallet, but, but how would I know? And, and they're like, good point. And they gave it to me, but that was actually really uncomfortable. And like, that was only yeah. my song. And so that was really weird. I, I posed this online as well. Like, what would you do if this happens? And people said that it happens a lot to them. And what they do when they have a camera involved is they take the package and they just aim it at the camera and hold it up, wave it around so that their name can be seen. And so if they're looking at the footage, like in real time, then they say, Oh, this is, this is the neighbor. Uh, and then uh, printer wise, I've needed to return a package, like just a Amazon return. 
And I didn't have packaging tape and I kept putting it off. And finally I bought packaging tape and then I set up my printer that I never use and I went to oh, print it no. out. And there was like, it printed out, but there was no ink. I was like, oh, now I need ink, which is, <laughs> you know, the cost of the printer. <laughs> and this is the only time I want to print something in the next, I don't know, year probably. <laughs> so I, I, I then wondered, do people just functionally have like printers that work every day? So my solution right now is just wait until Amazon says, hey, you didn't know that back yet. <laughs> go from there. There you go. All right, that's four topics down. We got tough, just enough time for a bonus topic. But before then, I need to remind you that you can get a fantastic piece of Clockwise Apparel, a wonderful t-shirt in your choice of several colors with a really cool Clockwise logo on it with a kind of a stopwatch motif happening. It's great. I can vouch for it. I've got one. Micah's got one. I've seen Micah mm-hmm. wear his. Micah's mm-hmm. seen me wear mine. <laughs> we mm-hmm. all look great. Everybody loves it. Go to clockwise.social slash shirt and pick up the fantastic clockwise shirt we thank you for it because it helps support the show all right quick bonus question for you can you and do you ride a bike shelly mostly i ride a tandem bike with my husband and i'm usually on the back and people say things like she's not pedaling which is a total lie and it's not funny anymore (laughs) Hmm. the last time i rode a bike was um at skywalker ranch um And they have these cool bikes that are like socialism bikes where just if you see one, take one and then you leave it and then someone might take yours, but it's okay because you'll find another one along the way. Um, And it's it was quite an enjoyable experience. Uh, Zach, what about you? I had a bike several years ago that I got into riding mostly to test, I guess, the Apple Watch Series 2 with GPS without the phone just to see your your route and everything. And then I kind of got hooked on it because it was easier than running outside. I own a bike, but I haven't used it in a long, long time. Hmm. Yeah, I, I asked mainly because I, I ended up just appropriating my dad's bike because he finally decided he really couldn't use it anymore. And I was looking for one because my wife likes to bike and I didn't have one that really fit me. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to getting out there more because uh, we've taken our kid out a little bit in a bike seat and really enjoyed it. So I'm looking looking to get back into it after not really having biked regularly since I was a teenager. Hey, uh, would you like to get ad-free episodes every week with an extra overtime topic? Well, you can just by becoming a member of Clockwise. Just go to relay.fm slash clockwise. You can sign up for just $5 per month or $50 a year, and you'll help support the show. In this week's overtime topic, we talk about apps we wish existed. And with that, we have reached the end of this week's episode. All that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guest, Shelly Brisbane. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It was fun as always. And Zach Hall, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, and thanks for all your offers for to let me print out things. <laughs> <laughs> the service we provide here at Clockwise. And Micah, we'll be back next week. But until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. <laughs>